So this is our final video of the week, learning how to meditate on scripture together. And if you're just picking up on this one, this is the first one you've looked at, I encourage you stop and go back and look at the videos we have for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. This is number five of five. So you can find those videos on our Facebook website, or you can look at our church website, trinityepc.com, and find all of those videos listed there. So to this point, we've talked about the importance of learning how to slow down as we read scripture, to think deeply about what we're seeing there, and allowing the Holy Spirit to ask us hard questions in our heart of what the scripture is saying and how we can engage and obey it more effectively day in and day out. We also challenged ourselves to memorize the word of God so that we can be effective in meditating on it everywhere that we go, day in and day out. It really takes our Bible study to a whole other level as we can memorize and meditate on the scripture day in and day out. We are in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we've been working through verses 13 through 21. And before we jump back into it today, let me take time and pray for us. So, Father, we welcome you. We welcome you to give us endurance so that we can think deeply about the Word of God and we can internalize it into our hearts so we may obey it. Would you come fill this room wherever we are, wherever we're encountering this video. Make your presence known so that we can be used by you and you can be honored. Fill us up now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, so far this is what Paul has said. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse thing, verse 13. He said, uh, If we are out of our mind, it's for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us. For we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the whole world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. God made him, yeah, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we're looking at these last two verses, verses 20 and 21 of chapter 5, and we're just thinking deeply today. Paul said that we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. So, so what's an ambassador? Uh, we're a little familiar with this in our modern culture. Our presidents will appoint representatives of the United States and send them to other cultures, other countries, so that they can represent the interests of the United States. But anytime he sends an ambassador to another nation, he does that with people who are already familiar with that nation. They know the language. They know the culture. Maybe at some point they were raised or lived in that culture. And that's really important because an ambassador has to have certain qualifications. First, they have to have a real depth of understanding of the nation that they're representing, the interest of that ruler, the culture there, the laws, what they're trying to uh, facilitate in the country that they're going to. They have to know that country really well. Our president's never going to send someone to be an ambassador for the United States that doesn't know the Constitution or that 
uh, doesn't know the Pledge of Allegiance or who doesn't know the history of the United States. It's not to our advantage to do that. But not only that, an ambassador has to know the culture to which they're going. They have to be familiar with the language and customs and how to interact with people in that culture so that they're not offensive and they could represent our country well. Now we can apply that in the spiritual realm. What's it mean to be an ambassador for Christ? Well, it means first and foremost, we have to know our king well. We have to have a relationship with him and know his interests, what's on his heart and what he's trying to accomplish in the world. Not only that, we have to be familiar with the kingdom of God, what he's building, what it's like to be a citizen of that kingdom, to have a morality and a heart focus and a mentality that's reflective of living in that kingdom. And then what it means to bring that kingdom to bear on the earth. And as a good citizen of the kingdom of God in relationship with the king himself, we can there go into the kingdom of darkness, which is all around us, and we can minister to people that we find there bringing the hope of the gospel we have to know what it's like to live in that culture, what people are facing, trying to love them, get into their lives and share life with them. But then in the power of the Holy Spirit, bring the gospel to bear in their lives. That's what it means to be an ambassador. So how are you doing with that? Are you familiar enough in your relationship with the Lord to know our King well? Do you know the morality and the priorities of the kingdom of God? Are you living that out on display so that when people encounter you, they know that you're different? than the people of the world and the way they live. And if all those things have been prioritized and developed in you, are you going out into the kingdom of darkness, the culture that's around us, and seeking to love people into the presence of the Lord and the power of the gospel through the Holy Spirit? That's the call in our life, day in and day out, to be ambassadors everywhere that we go and with everything that God calls us to be about. I'm challenged to be a better ambassador than I am right now, to know the Lord more, represent his kingdom more fully, and I hope that you will be too. And if an ambassador is going to know what they represent, we have to know the fullness of the gospel. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, if you don't memorize any other part of this passage, I really encourage you to learn verse 21. It's a clear presentation of the gospel, very simply in one verse. And it says this, um, so from now on, we regard no one, no, that's not right. It's um, verse 21, God made him who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In other words, Christ on the cross took our sin. We were sin, and the sinfulness of our humanity was placed onto Christ on the cross. The righteousness of God found in Christ was given to us. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You and I, that we struggle with sin right now are the righteousness of God because of the work of Jesus. His blood shed for us and approaching him by faith allows us to be completely reconciled to God. Jesus has taken on all the weight of our sin, all the consequences of our sin, and has absolutely taken it away and removed it from us. And now his righteousness earned by his obedience to God has been credited to us. This is how God can stay in constant healthy relationship with us even when we blow it from time to time we can be forgiven again and again and we can know him so i would encourage you learn second corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 as a clear understanding of the gospel what's been done for us so that you can lead others in that direction as god gives you opportunities meditating on scripture is a critical skill to develop as a young believer in jesus christ that starts by memorizing the word, hiding it in our heart, 
and then prioritizing day in and day out, thinking deeply about the Word of God, allowing it to sink into our heart, and then allow the Holy Spirit to teach us obedient ways. I want to bless you as your pastor and ask the Lord to help you grow up in this area. So, Father, thank you for the sharp minds you've given us. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that indwells us. Thank you for the Word of God available to us. May we leverage all of those things to learn how to meditate well on your Word through memorization and eventually obedience and application so that we can become more like you, have a deeper relationship with you, and be more effective in kingdom work. And we would ask you to build that into each of these people who are watching this video from this day forward. And we would ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.